Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yimini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the complete and speedy recovery of Fegesar Abbas Gittel, Sasson Betzal Ben Batya, and Safir Basar Yala, amongst all those who need the blessing of health in their life. This week's Parsha Perspective is also dedicated in memory of Shlomo Ben Edward and Edward Ben Shaul. May their souls be uplifted and their memories a blessing. Our Torah portion this week begins the second book of the Torah, Sefer Shemais. Our Parsha ends the story of the birth of a family and begins the story of the birth of a nation. The Torah starts off by giving us some context to the Jewish people's situation at that time. Yosef and all his brothers had passed on, and a new king ignored Yosef and all his accomplishments. And as the Jewish people began to flourish and prosper, Pari became fearful of the growing numbers and resolved to find a solution to his Jewish problem. His strategy was to burden the Jewish people with so much work that they would have no time to have more children. However, Hashem had a different plan for the Jewish people. As the Pasuk writes, As much as the Egyptians would afflict them, so did they multiply and grow in strength. So Pari then commanded that all the newborn baby boys were to be thrown into the Nile River. However, Moshe Rabbeinu was born prematurely after just six months of pregnancy. So his mother was able to hide his existence for three months while she came up with a plan to save him. After three months, she put Moshe in a waterproof basket and set him afloat in the Nile River under the watchful eyes of his oldest sister, Miriam. Pari's daughter, Batya, who happened to be in the river at that time, heard Moshe's cries, and so she stretched out her arm and took hold of the small basket. When she opened, she saw that there was a little baby boy, and she understood right away that he was there because of her father's evil decree and decided to raise him as her own child. She gave him the name Moshe, because Minamayim Mishisiu from the water she drew him. When Moshe grew up, he ventured out of the palace and saw the slavery that the Jewish people were going through. Once, Moshe saw an Egyptian slave master hitting a Jew and decided that he could stand by no longer as his brothers and sisters were suffering. So he said God's holy and secret 72-letter name, instantly killing the evil Egyptian. When Moshe's deed was told to Pare, he ran away to Midian to escape Pare's punishment. However, a question comes to mind. When Moshe ventured out of the palace, the Pasuk writes, He went out to his brothers and saw their pain, and then he witnessed an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brothers. But why did the Torah, which is usually very clear and concise with its wording, write that Moshe went to his brothers and saw a brother getting hit? Why does the Pasuk mention the fact that they were his brothers two separate times? Furthermore, the Torah writes that Moshe grew up two times consecutively. First in the previous Pasuk, Vayigdal Hayelad, and the child grew up, and then in the next Pasuk, which is our Pasuk, Vayigdal Moshe, and Moshe grew up. Why did the Torah mention that Moshe grew up two separate times? The Arachim HaKadosh, Rav Chaim Ibn Attar, writes on this Pasuk that the Torah mentions that they were his brothers because some of the Jewish people were righteous and some were not, and the victim of this slave master was a righteous person who did not deserve this beating. And Rashi explains that the Egyptian was hitting him because he found out that the Egyptian was with his wife. And in fact, we see that there was a child from that union. As it says in Parshas Bahar in Vayikra, Vayetze ben Isha Israelis, Vuhu ben Ish Mitzri. And there's a person who was a son of a Jewish woman, but whose father was an Egyptian. 
And Rashi also explains that the Torah repeats the fact that Moshe grew up because it's talking about two separate stages in his life. The first one was talking about Moshe becoming a young man and maturing into adulthood. And the second one was talking about Moshe's growth in stature and reputation within the palace. That even Pari was impressed by Moshe's wisdom and appointed him as the head of his court. However, the Ibn Ezra, the famous Spanish rabbi Avram ben Meir Ibn Ezra, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the reason the Torah repeats that they were his brothers and the fact that he grew up was because Moshe had an identity crisis. On one hand, he was a powerful prince in Paris' palace, but on the other hand, he was a special young Jewish boy from the tribe of Levi. The Ibn Ezra explains that when Moshe stepped out of the palace, he had two peoples he could relate and identify with. He could have associated with the people in the palace that he grew up with, but instead Moshe chose to identify with his brothers, the Jewish people. And we know this because when he saw the Egyptian and the Jew together, he immediately empathized and related to the Jewish person's plight. As the Pasuk says clearly, he went out to his brothers, he saw their pain, and he saw an Egyptian hitting a Hebrew, one of his brothers. The Ibn Ezra continues that this is why the Torah repeats that he grew up, because the first time was growing up physically in age, but the second time was growing up in his spirituality and making it unmistakable and defying choice about who he really is, a young Jewish boy from the tribe of Levi. And now that Moshe has made a decision, he could not stand by while his brothers were being oppressed. So when Moshe killed the Egyptian, he revealed to the world whom he identified with. But more importantly, he solidified his decision internally with an action that there was no turning back from. In our daily life, we cannot stand by while our brothers and sisters are in pain and suffering. Instead, we must do all we can to help them. Whether we use our money or our resources to help, being on the sidelines should not be an option. It is imperative to remember that since we have a peace of God within us, we are all inherently connected. And therefore, the suffering of even one person is the pain of all, and we should do all within our power to assist and support those who need it. And these actions do not only benefit those who receive the assistance, but instead they also bring closer the coming of Mashiach and the ultimate redemption. There's an amazing quote that I once heard. There is no better exercise for your heart than reaching down and helping to lift someone up. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.